are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're going to continue on the same theme of this session, a working knowledge of the Word of God. We're going to subtitle listen today, The Law of Faith and Corresponding Action, because it will give you some insight into the working knowledge of the Word and how to apply faith in your life and to change situations that you come up against. You know, the Bible says that he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Well, now everybody wants to please God. You know, every Christian wants to please God. But you know, if you have the wrong information, you may not do a very good job of it. We have some wrong ideas sometimes. And I don't have all truth. You know, I'm learning things all the time. And don't believe everything I said just because I said it. Check it out in the Word of God. You have no right to believe what I said just because I said it. But it must agree with the Word of God. But at least listen to what I said and the reason that I gave you for saying it. (laughs) Then let the Spirit of God lead you, see. It's more important to hear what the Spirit of God says about what I said than it is to hear what I said. You understand what I'm saying? Because, see, he can take what I said and he may take you on another scriptural journey that I didn't even say anything about and teach you a lot of things that I didn't even mention that'll be a blessing in your situation, you see that I don't even know anything about. Let's read from Romans, the third chapter. For the sake of using this as a text and a launching point, let's begin with verse 24. Being justified freely by the grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Romans, the third chapter, verse 24. Now, verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Now I want to kind of pull this out of the setting here and use this as a launching point to share with you on the subject of the law of faith. Now Paul said you can't boast about being redeemed or delivered or justified because it's not by something you did, it's because of faith. You can't boast because you're the righteousness of God, it's a gift. And what you do with a gift is receive it. You didn't get righteous because you did good things, but you did good things because you were righteous. Are you listening to me? You see, righteousness is a gift of God. You become righteous when you're born again. You may not look righteous. You might not act righteous all the time, but the Word says you are. So you ought to get your mouth in line with that. (laughs) That I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See, you're not righteous within yourself. You see, there's always somebody saying, well, now, Brother Caps, the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. Well, that's true that the Bible says that. But you see, in fact, let's just point that out to you. Back up there to the 10th verse in that very same chapter. There is none righteous, no, not one. 
There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Well, now, if you take that literally, you know that's not true. But now let's bring it into the context of what he's talking about. Come right down to verse 19 and explains the whole thing. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. In other words, he's saying these things to those that are under the law. There was none righteous under the law. No, not one. Absolutely not. Not one. There is no righteousness of your own. See, there was only a limited righteousness under the law. They were not righteous as we are righteous today. Because we've been born again. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The spirit man has become a new creation in Christ. That didn't happen under the old law. So that's why it said that they're none righteous. And people say, well, you know, the Bible said your righteousness is as filthy rags. Well, sure it is. You're trying to stand on your righteousness, your own troubled soil, I can tell you for sure. But thank God we're not talking about our righteousness. We're talking about his righteousness. It's a gift. It's been given to us. And it is in the human spirit. The human spirit has been made a new creation that never existed before. So Paul said, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Now see, he calls faith a law. Now if you come down to verse 31, he said, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. Well, now what law is he talking about? The law of faith. See, faith is the law of the new covenant. Works was the law of the old covenant. You kept the law, and if you did, there was limited righteousness under that, see. But there was no man that could keep the law to the letter, except one, and that was Jesus. And he fulfilled it to the letter. But you see, under this new covenant, we're under the law of faith, which grace is involved in that. So you can't boast because you're the righteousness of God. It's not something you did, it's something you received. But now, I wanted to draw that out to this intent, that you see that faith is a law. It is a fixed law of God. Faith is the law of the new covenant. It is through faith that you enter into grace. By grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Now, don't miss what the intent of that is. He didn't say the faith was the gift of God. We missed it in that area. If you study that in the context... It says, by grace are you saved, through faith. But you're saved by grace. The avenue is through faith. And the gift of God is the grace, not the faith. You still out there? Now let me point out to you why I say that. It's because, look here in the fifth chapter of Romans, therefore being justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith. See, this is the avenue that you have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Grace is God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf, even though you don't deserve it. Paul says, talks about this unspeakable gift, this grace which is given. But he never speaks in that context of faith as being the gift. Now, there is a gift of faith. You understand that? One of the gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit. But that's not what Paul is talking about there. It is grace that is the gift. But now, that's just a side thought. I just thought I'd throw that in. That won't cost you anything. What I want you to see is that faith is a law of God. It is an established law of God. In Romans, the 8th chapter, 
The Apostle Paul says that the carnal mind is enmity against God, is not subject to the law of God. Now, what law are we referring to? The law of faith. Your carnal mind cannot operate in the law of faith. It is an impossibility. It just won't work. You try to operate it in your head, you'll get a headache. You cannot believe with your head what you can believe with your heart. Your heart can believe things that you can never believe with your head. Faith works in the heart. That's why Paul said in Romans the 10th chapter, the righteousness which is of faith says, the word is nigh thee, it's even in your mouth and in your heart. Then he goes on to say, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. See, any sinner can make a decision to believe the word of God and act on it and confess with his mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now, when he said that, the devil was his Lord. Are you following me? But he made a decision to agree with the word of God. The word is first in his mouth and then in his heart. He says, Jesus is my Lord. I confess that Jesus is my Lord. And all the devils of hell can't stop it from coming to pass because he's operating in the law of faith. Where did he get the faith to do that from the scripture itself in Romans the 10th chapter? There's enough faith in that to change him totally. If he'll believe it, if he'll act on it. He operates in a fixed law of God. Did you notice it didn't say if he confessed all his sins? Now, we've kind of beat the sinner over the head with that and said you've got to confess all your sins. Well, if he has to, he'll never be saved because he can't remember them all. And you can't either. Thank God we don't have to. We enter into grace through faith. Grace is God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf even though he don't deserve it. So mankind, the human spirit, is totally changed and transformed by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost through faith, through the avenue of faith, but it is the grace that is the gift of God. And we're justified through the avenue of faith. So without faith, it's impossible to please God because you can't be saved without faith. You can't enter into the provision of the promises that God made without faith. And that faith comes from only one source. The faith we're talking about is the faith of God. It is stored in his word. God's word is filled with faith, and faith cometh by hearing the word. The word of promise is the only place you will ever get the faith or the divine energy of God to believe for the promise. It's the only way that a sinner will ever have faith to be redeemed and delivered is from hearing the word of God. This law of faith that Paul talks about in Romans the 8th chapter, the carnal mind can't operate in it. You can believe to be born again in your heart. Now, I know that it's good to confess and say with your mouth some things, but you can believe and be born again in your heart. Now, what I want to show you is this, that with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Can you say amen? I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today as we've been talking about the working knowledge of God's Word. Now, all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7216. It's entitled, Jesus, Our Intercessor. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. Jesus, Our Intercessor. You know, so many times you hear people saying that they are intercessors. Well, they have a ministry of interceding, but Jesus is called our intercessor. And we pick up on why in Isaiah, the 59th chapter, 
Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither is ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Then you come over to verse 13, says, In transgression and lying against the Lord, in departing away from God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering in the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backwards, justice standeth afar off, and truth is fallen in the streets, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey, and the Lord saw it, and he was displeased that there was no judgment, and he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. This is important to understand. There was no intercessor in that day. But the scriptures tell us that Jesus is in heaven making intercession for us today. He is the intercessor. A lot of people intercede, but Jesus is the intercessor. Jesus, our intercessor, will give you insight into this and open some areas of understanding that you've probably not had. That's offer number 7216. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.